All right, we ready? <laughs> we have not prepared for this. We haven't. Uh, and speaking of not preparing, you know what we haven't done this week? Uh, no, what what haven't we done? We haven't done the track this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Well, you had to come to Nashville. It's true. I'm here. This is not any computer wizardry. I am in the room. He can touch me. Don't touch me. Oh. But he can touch me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here in person for the very first time. Uh, dipped in tone, episode nine. That rhymed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and we did bring a little symmetry today. We, we did with some a little the bit, same microphones, but different stands. So yeah. I'm on this at different angles. So it'll be fine. You'll have to deal with it. Best. And no pop filters. So sorry to anyone that's listening with uh, a subwoofer because you might get some plosives. Mm. All right, what's new? I did it again. I did that thing I said. Yeah. I was do. Um, n- nothing much. I've just been trying to get ahead of, of my builds. It's been, the, I, I emailed all my dealers and said, hey, I need a break. And they gave me that break. And that break is now over because now my build list is grown to stressful proportions. But, you know, we're, um, we'll get through it. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. I guess. At least you've got people that want your stuff, you know? I know. That, that, I always feel so guilty when I complain about being busy. That feels like such a like rude thing to, like, you know? Like, oh, man, people like and they're buying my stuff. I don't want to have, <laughs> have to work. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things. When you do something day in, day out, you yeah. get super just tired of doing that thing. So, yeah. But not, not really anything else new for me. I, I did order a Line 6 power cap. Yeah, you did. Plus, the so the two twelve. No, no, no. I just got the the one twelve, but the plus version. Oh right, so it's a slightly bigger. Well, it has the speaker emulation and the screen oh, on the top. Right, right. I should know this. Right, I have it at home, but I, you know, uh, you're gonna like it a lot. With with the stomp, you're really gonna dig it. It it makes it. You know, the common complaint that I always hear with, and we've talked about this before, but with modelers, like, oh, it doesn't feel like the amp in the room. Yeah, you're right. It's not supposed to. And if you're listening through headphones or through studio monitors it's not going to sound like an amp in a room because nine times out of ten when you're playing a tube amp you don't play it through headphones or studio monitors so if you're not used to that then the modeler is not going to feel natural so having the cab in the room is is cool and the cool thing about it is it it takes irs which is great yeah i'm excited i think i'm excited mostly to to use it as just the cabinet with the speaker emulation thing yeah run it through a greenback or whatever that that to me is really exciting because then that frees up a block of mm-hmm. of power on mm-hmm. the stomp and I can experiment more. And the cool thing about it is it's built like a cabinet, like a real cab. I've I've used some of the FRFR stuff in the past uh, with the Kemper mm-hmm. and, you know, like using a PA speaker or floor wedge or something. And the cool thing about the power cab is it's an actual guitar speaker. So it's a uh, paper cone. I think it was a collaboration between Celestion and Eminence. I could be wrong on that. Or Line Six and Celestion, or Line Yeah, six Line Eminence? Six and Eminence and Celestion. Like I think they all worked together on it to develop huh. this basically this high wattage FRFR speaker that was built like a guitar speaker would be built, but it's full full range. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited that it has tilt back and like I can just kind of you know, play it because that that's been the most exciting thing is being able to play all the different amps that are in the stomp. But I want to have that, that cabinet experience, but, and it's loud. Yeah. Like 250. Oh my God. Yeah. What's so loud. Nice. So what's been going on with you? Well, um, 
Tilly and I are up for the rest of this week here in Nashville because we haven't been to town since February. Right. Which is which is crazy. Uh, under normal circumstances, I'm up here at least once a month, like a few days a month. I'm in Nashville. Uh, but because of the pandemic and everything, we haven't been traveling much. And so, yeah, this is our first time really traveling for most of the year since the beginning of the year. And I'm not looking at my phone, by the way. We have the Discord open. Shout out to everyone in the Discord chat here. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We've got quite a few people in here. Yeah. Um, so that's we're not we're not just like answering text messages it's on instagram you see that yeah hey man um speaking of i got i got uh i was honored today to be mentioned in a chibson post yeah they said you can you can sound like fret shawl and it is genuinely one of the highlights of my career thus far to be on a chibson post so thank you and tell the people what it is that they're oh the uh the negative fret yeah We'll uh, we'll show the people. If you're not following Chibson USA, Chibson underscore USA on Instagram. Uh, this is their their newest uh, post today. I'll put it on the screen. Oh yeah, you're right. You do all the editing. Never mind. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, negative frets, fretted headstocks. These frets are beyond nuts. Get positive feedback with negative frets. Play like Fret Shoal for just $9,999. Includes six additional frets. And it's uh, next level. So You know, I don't follow them because I don't... I should. I don't, I don't feel like I have to because anytime they post something, it's shared all over the internet. So, But you know, that reminds me. Have you ever tried the tempered frets? The ones that are all squiggly? Mm, no, I haven't. And, and to be honest, I don't think I would be into that. Well, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. So for those that don't know, it's like true tempered or uh, true uh, or tempered. I know true, it's true tempered. Temper, I mean, it's, and so we're not talking about the fan frets, right? We're talking no, no, about no. the squiggly. Yeah. Things. It's like every fret is intonated to where it should be on the guitar. And it's, so they're moved like a mill or so. And they look like someone who didn't know how to draw a guitar, drew a guitar. And like, um, but apparently it's pretty neat and it feels natural. RJ's played one. Right. So I, I don't know. It's one of those things I would I don't want to buy one, but I'm curious to try it just to see, you know, if it if it is more in tune. I feel like that's one of those things like did we really need that? Right. Did we need that? I, I mean I get it and it's impressive that someone pulled that off because it looks like a colossal pain in the ass. Oh yeah. You'd have uh, to see and see out every fret. I mean yeah. we, I think that's what they do yeah. because every fret is different. Um so but you know, I, there's a lot of that, like the buzz fighting tuning system you've you've heard of that that's been around for ages that was on like all the washburn guitars Mm. um and a a lot of bass bassists have that on their 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 guitars and i think it's like a different alignment of the actual fret wire Mm. so it's better intonated but i'm not sure I'll, i'll i'll post what it actually is but that's another thing that's like trying to fix the small problems with tuning and stuff uh the boomer in me is uh just wanting to say out loud did did clapton need that i don't think so no <clears throat> anyways sure. so uh that's yeah that's pretty much what's new i'm trying to think what else um no near no new gear purchases or acquisitions this week you did have to give back oh shit that yeah. lovely solace i've already tried to block it from my memory so literally the first thing i did today we pulled into Nashville, went straight to the Novo shop because I haven't seen the guys at Novo for a long time. So really since Nam, I haven't seen Matthew and those guys since Nam. Yeah. 
which is ridiculous. Um, and I had to bring the solace back, uh, which was a genuinely sad, like, honestly, it was really sad. I felt like I was taking one of my guitars and just giving it away, right. which it wasn't mine. Never was mine. Never will be mine. Apparently. <sighs> because for those that don't know, that is the prototype F1 that Dennis actually made. Yeah. So. And it was a hit at NAMM. Like everyone oh. that played it, dude, I, I, they were turning down offers. Like people were offering ridiculous money for that guitar. Yep. And Dennis turned it down. And my offer was, I'll, I'll play it on my videos. Be in every other video. <laughs> I promise. Uh, and they're like, yeah. They're like, you have three Novos. You're fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Do you know what you want for the Solus? Um, mm, yes. Do you want, is it going to be a video? Is this going to be something you should? No, no, no. It's not going to be a video. I'll okay. tell you exactly what I want. Sure. Um, the new Novo signature line that they've been doing, you know, oh, uh, yeah. like Dennis builds um, guitar. Basically, they are Dennis built Novos mm -hmm. and he just does whatever he wants. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to, I want a solace that is Dennis's just brainchild. Just because you saw the one they put up on Instagram last oh, week. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have talked at nauseum about, and, and you know what's funny? I'm on the Novo Facebook group, and I saw the owner post that guitar, and I was like, "Oh man, you're the one that got it." But what if it? What if he makes something, the next Solus, and you just hate it? Hmm, it's a fair question. Like you know, like the color combination is just like not, not. Then what I would do is I would I would just kind of pick his brain, and be like, "Hey man, what are you what are you planning? You got any ideas?" And then I'll let for him, let him describe his ideas to me and be like, "Cool, I want that one. Put me in line for that one." I feel like Dennis wakes up in like a fever dream at night and is like sweating, like I have this idea for this color, and he's like just jots it down in a notebook by the bed <laughs> or something. Dude, he did that with so my Sarah's T, the red burst Sarah's T. That was a Dennis creation uh the the color was i told him mm. i basically said no yellow no green um and no like royal blue or anything like that and he came back with it's the red to black burst with the painted red binding and i had the moment where when he was describing it to me he's like in a white perloid pit guard i hate perloid pit guards i hate them Mother so much toilet seat oh my god i hate them but and it, I told him that I was like, ah, love the color. I'm not sure about the pick guard. And then he sent me like a rendering that he made and the perloid on that color, on that body shape just worked. And it it was, it's an aged, so it's not like stark white. Right. Yeah. It, it works. So I, I trust, I trust Dennis. I think that is the only perloid that really works is that the slightly yellowed a little bit because otherwise you're right. It just looks really jarring and cheap yeah or something yeah yeah so uh anyways yeah if if i can get in line for a dennis built solace uh then i would i would love whatever he comes up with it's gonna be a blue oh, shit. royal blue green well burst. to be fair the one i had was royal blue there's like that metallic royal blue right and it's uh it's and i already i've already seen there's somebody else that had one made like that that yeah. I, i've seen floating around matthew told me that they've they've built five or six that are <laughs> matching that guitar. So, Hey, I mean, they've built copies of my guitar. They've, they've tried to build, uh, uh, several copies of my Saris J, but they can't do that finish again because mine is, um, 
I'm not sure if they want me to tell it, say this, but whatever. I that's one of the early Novos. Mm. Um, it was one that was, I believe it was started in Pennsylvania and either finished in Nashville or it was either the last one they finished in Pennsylvania before the move to Nashville. But it was early on and the finish on that guitar actually is poly. It's not nitro. Oh, it is? Yeah, did you know that? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, that's a poly coat. And well, so, snap. Um, now they do everything in nitro and the nitro finish for that burgundy mist sparkle, they can't do the same color and the same kind of sparkle as mine. So... There are good. there are certain like really bright colors that just don't work in nitro. Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of Fender like like sparkle colors and stuff. Metallics are are poly. Yeah, and Gibsons too. Yeah, um, but but yeah, my guitar that that that's the showroom version of that. The TCS is the um, is a copy of of my guitar, except the pickups have pull pieces. God, this is such a great guitar. It's so good. So good. God, it feels so good. Uh, and I played the, well, uh, anyway, so the next, <laughs> uh, the next topic, we actually have a, we have a topic for today. Just one. <laughs> just, just, just one. Let me pull my discord back up here. Check the chat. Um, oh, Rob Pierce is in from working at Fender building amps today. Oh, nice. nice. Um, oh, uh, we should plug. If you want to join in our discord chat while we are recording this, usually remotely, but when we're recording live, you can join in and listen to us live like these fine folks here in our discord server. Join the uh, Patreon link down below. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to noodle on your guitar here. Sure. But the topic we have today is, uh, is something that some people have been asking for. Yeah. We're here to talk about that seasick green box that everyone loves or hates. The, the old, screen. the old green box. <laughs> the one. All right. The one. So let's, uh, oh, let's preface this by saying you and I have been planning this video for a while. Video for my YouTube yeah. channel. Um, I wonder what, I can't remember when I bought it, but <laughs> I've had it for a while. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, I think the title is going to be something like why, why I hate tube screamers. And the idea here is we're going to take this, well, describe this tube screamer that you bought. Well, it's a TS9, just a normal bog standard nine reissue. I don't know what chips in it. Um, doesn't really matter, but it is the arguably the, the classic version of the circuit. I'd say there are more nines in circulation than any other version, but it's that mid forward base cut honky soft clipped overdrive that people either love or hate. And you don't, particularly like it yeah so i should preface it's not that i hate it because i was actually playing this one a couple of days ago through my rig at home and it it had been i'll admit it it's been probably six years since i've last played a tube screamer like a proper tube screamer i've played mm -hmm. other like oh it's a tube screamer but kind right. of pedal yeah. you know yeah and i plugged it in and kind of dialed up it sounds like okay you know what i've been too negative about it it's not bad but it's to me not nearly as good as something like a Timmy or uh, your Herculean, for example. Right. Um, more of a blues breaker style overdrive. Well, I mean, a Timmy is at its heart not too dissimilar from that. Well, damn it. Don't tell me that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, neither is the Herc, but the, you, can, you can remedy a lot of the problems. So the, the idea of the video was you try it, you tell me why you hate it. And then I try to fix it and get that hate out of it and make you like it. And then you can have like 
this little thing and you if you know if you whenever you gig again if you want to take it you could have it as like a secret weapon and people are like oh this is a tube scream and you kick it on it's like whoa yeah the secret weapon so we're gonna make a secret weapon here um now these settings that you have here dialed in i'm taking a video here for posterity's sake we need, uh, we need to turn that level up yeah, I was gonna say, are are those the settings that you would go with? So usually I set the knobs kind of like like that. So drive down. <laughs> I might use this in the video. So. Gain up, and then the 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 tone to taste. Usually noonish. Uh, this is like right, but um, but yeah, that's usually how I rock it. Use it more as a boost, less uh, gain. Right, and I, I hear that's always that's sort of the way to do it. Right, you that, wanna it, you don't rely on the overdrive itself for for the sound it's pushing yeah use it as a boost i mean i like the overdrive in it just like i like the clans overdrive but to me that's what makes it good using it to really hit the front end of an amp that's got you know a little heat on it or you know in our case where we've got the victoria plugged up with the ox and it's not really that pushed and sorry, people in the Discord, you probably can't hear this, but when you watch the video, you'll hear it. Or listen. So, uh, for people listening who can't see us right. playing my Wide Sky 125 cutaway, got a Curtis Novak PAF in the bridge and a Curtis Novak P90 in the neck. And this here's my clean tone. <laughs> There's the bridge. Here's the neck. like that yeah it sounds good right it's tasty it's dark it's like a warm blanket especially on those altered chords Mm. so now i'm just going to kick on do do you want those settings because you're trying to make the case here for the tube screamer so i feel like you should dial it in all right bridge pickup It's. I feel like. <laughs> Are you trying to? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Do like you want to play much, it? No. Uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't like that sound as much either. But you know what? To be fair, I am used to modified tube screamers for the most part. Well, th- I, I say that I do have an analog man true vintage 808. Okay. That has all NOS parts. It sounds almost identical to a normal 808 <laughs> reissue, but, um. I, I think that sound, it might need a little more treble to cut because it is very mid-forward. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the interesting thing, if I can nerd out for a second. Please do. If I may. That's what we're here for. Um, the interesting thing about the taper of the tone control on a tube screamer, it's called an S taper. Okay. It's kind of the same thing as the ICAR taper in a wah where it it's linear, but in the middle of the 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 throw of the pot, it actually levels out. So it goes up, levels out and then goes up again. So there's actually not much happening in the middle of the the throw, just like on a good vintage wah. Sure. When you're in the middle, it's kind of the sweet spot and it stays the sweet spot for a while. And then stuff starts to happen. It's the same kind of idea. Okay. So you might, we might have to push the treble a little bit more. So let's try that. 
Okay. And leave everything else the same. All so right. It's like this and this. <clears throat> Here's my clean tone. All right, that's better. We'll go to the next. See how the next doing. Oh, we're getting some ghosting in there. You hear that? Nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, so that's, that's better. Uh, yeah. You it, still it, don't like it. Well, <laughs> okay. Here's what I don't like about it. It is, it is better. That is an improvement, I will say. Um, especially on the next sound and, and just to, you know, I, I'm getting better about not always running overdrives with the volume all the way up. Right. So if I back off on the neck, just a sure. little bit, so here's all the way up. Sorry. There's all the way up. To me, when you back off the volume of the guitar a little bit, it gets closer to what I want it to be. Let me describe what I'm what I'm wanting out of it. Yes. And the thing I've been thinking about is like, how do I not describe turning a tube screamer into a blues breaker? Because that's right. really <laughs> kind of what I want. Uh, or, or a Timmy. Yeah. Like the goal is to not turn it into that because I already have that. Lots sure. of people have that. It's a different thing, right? Um, but I want a little more articulation in the top end. Okay. Um, a little more presence, a little more just air up top. I want the mid range to still be there because I do think that that is what makes a tube screamer a tube screamer is that very mid forward punch kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the way this is right now, it's all mid range at the sacrifice of everything else in the frequency spectrum. It's it kind of, it's kind of closed off. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it's totally doable. I mean, well, I know it's doable and it, it, it doesn't take a lot to get this to that point. Um, but it does do a thing. And, yeah. And, you know, especially if you had like a strat into more of a, like a silver face or, you know, or a black face sort of thing. Well, we should point out we're playing into a fender style amp that's like a tweed okay so it is more mid-range yeah okay. so it's definitely more mid-forward so it does get kind of muddy and cloudy but if you're using it into something that's a little more scooped you know and one thing we can do too is we can make that led visible <laughs> that would be great because yeah. if you don't know a tube screamer's led uh it might as well not be there so yeah in fact when i just when i got it a couple weeks ago couple months ago. Well, let's be honest. I've had it. I don't even remember when I bought it. Don't worry about it. I've had it for a while. And the first time I kicked it on, I like hit it a couple times. I was like, is it, did Zach send me a broken screen? <laughs> Which we actually just found out it is broken. Yeah. The, the power jack is needs resoldering. Yeah. Uh, I bought it in August. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been, I, I, I thought it was, I didn't think okay. it was that long All right. ago. No, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we're busy people and we have things to do. So, yeah, does that make sense? A little more articulation, a little more brilliance, and uh, how do I say this without sounding like a used car salesman? Like, I just want it. I want. I want it to be more and more better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get it, one hundred percent. I know exactly. I know exactly what I will do. I, I know. I, I know the parts where they sit on the circuit board and what I will change them to to make it. 
be more better. So why don't you describe it? Because I don't know shit about pedals and circuit design. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know about like diodes and soft clipping and things like that, but why don't you describe what you're going to do? What's your plan of attack? My, my plan of attack is to change the clipping diodes. That's going to be the first thing. So right it's stock. It has two silicon diodes that are soft clipped, which is fine. That's what a blues breaker is. Um, but I'm going to change it to LEDs, which have a higher forward voltage. So they're a lot louder and they sound more open. They're not as closed off. It's kind of like just, you, you just like widen the spectrum mm. a little bit and you get a lot more volume, which I think it needs. I think it needs more headroom in a way. Yes. Uh, I want to, that's another thing that okay you just opened up another thing that i was feeling and couldn't put to words it it lacks headroom it only goes so far yes yeah yeah and so the harder you play because i like to play um again i feel like i sound like a douchebag i like to play with dynamics okay uh but that's that's the reason i like i don't use a uh compressor on my pedal board because i like being able to clean up uh like this guitar is not wanting to stay in tune. I like being able to clean up uh, or, or dirty up my tone, depending on how hard I attack the strings. And I feel like when playing this, I can clean it up by lightening my touch, but there's it doesn't give me more the more you dig in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, th I think that's just inherent to the, the, the diodes. It's only two diodes. And actually, you know, we could put in a bunch more because that's kind of, you know, the thing that a lot of other people are doing with the similar, like the Timmy has like a bunch of diodes. Okay. And so if you start chaining them together, you're just like ramping up the volume and in the, in the, the headroom really. But you, that's totally right. It's very closed off. I mean, like the, the, the way I like to run it with the gain low is because that gives you that headroom, okay. but we should crank the gain. Let's do it. Just to see. I'm going to get this. I'm going to, I'm going to get this on my cell phone for the video. Here we go. You guys are witnessing a uh, a podcast in production and a YouTube video in production. Holy smokes. What a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> wow. All right, so we're pushing the gate. Tell me when. I just turn it like that, yeah. I turn the volume down just a little oh, bit because okay. it will be loud. Um, and see what happens. Here goes nothing, folks. You're going to hate it. Oh, boy. <laughs> If you're driving, maybe pull over. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Here's my clean tone. That's a nice clean tone, by the way. That Victoria, that's a good sound in... That does not suck. Yeah. All right, here we go. I mean... Oh, wait, we're going to get blocked. Never mind. Oh. Uh, Sometimes when I hear that sort of thing, for whatever reason, when you first started playing, it reminds me of those guys that do those kind of like really fast fusion-y, Guthrie Govan sort of like that sort of really thick, super mid-forward sound. Yeah, this kind of thing. That yeah. yes, nailed it. Great. <laughs> um, I don't mean to in insult anyone. That that was no. my that was a and, joke. Me saying that I can't play that way. So I just... and Guthrie Govan is a god among men. 
I think I think what you're describing is like the Tom Quayle. Yeah, I, I could see someone like Tom Quayle, someone who's a great legato player, mm-hmm. liking this kind of sound because it does. I mean, it does kind of do the the closest appropriation I could do to that would be like the. <laughs> See if I can play this. Nailed it. No, I didn't nail it. I, <laughs> I strump, stumbled through it, but um, strumbled through. I strumbled through it. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I yeah okay. So, but it does that thing. It kind of has that sort of dare I say. Dumbly. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it though? Uh, no, it doesn't. It that doesn't sound like a dumble to like me. On a record, like that sort of like super compressed. Uh, yes, thing okay. With a mic in front of a cab, not in a room. <laughs> sure, but that I mean, like you know that Steely Dan thing. That's very right. I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't it's, know. It's well, that actually, we believe. I was talking to Rick about this the other day. Uh, we believe it was the um, Fender Princeton Two. Oh, like a Rivera era. Yes, the Rivera era Princeton Two. So, because who played that? Was that? Yes, a, that was the go-to like session amp at that uh, time. Who who played guitar on that? Carlson, Larry oh, Carlson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, that was at the time. We have it on good authority that he did play a Princeton on that session. And we believe that it was one of those Rivera era, which that's a sleeper ant, by the way. Oh, all the Rivera era. Rivera era. Rivera era amplifiers. Because for people that don't know, Paul Rivera was one of the founders of like higher gain yeah. stuff. And he worked at Fender and he made all sorts of like revamped versions of the uh, the Fender catalog. And some of them are like the champ two yeah is like mm-hmm. shreddy it's awesome i so, almost bought one of those princeton twos a couple weeks ago they're like eight or nine hundred bucks on reverb right cheap. now yeah super cheap they're worth checking out for that yeah. um but i do i do what you i do understand what you're saying right with yeah. the the dumble thing like the <laughs> that really soft attack yeah sort of thing right right but but, but yeah i feel like all of that we can kind of finesse into the right locations because like, I mean the mods for the tube screamer, I mean, that's where I basically got started. And like so many other people back when Robert Keeley would just have all this stuff on his website mm. and he like said, change this to this and this is what it does. And you're like, okay, and you, like, <laughs> make a text document and copy it. Yep. But it, you can increase the range of the gain pot. Yep. So it actually has more control. Okay. Uh, bring up the base a little bit reintroduce some treble information actually bringing up that bass uh adjust the the amount of treble that you have coming in because it's on a filter but you know I, I i have a very soft spot in my heart for the screamer because mainly using it as a boost sorry <laughs> i mean love to laugh that it's a very sentimental thing is very sweet uh, i mean like you know we all have those sort of things you know it's like yeah, yeah. I, I have friends that they love the Ibanez Smashbox because that was like their first pedal. That was my first pedal, and that's a dog shit pedal. <laughs> so, like, I don't. But I. But people like that kind of. You know, they feel sentimental. But I just think this thing. It, it it's been used on so many records. Like right. Metallica's first record had this. Like everybody has used a, a tube screamer at some point or another. I'll put it. I'll say it this way. I feel bad and like an idiot and like I don't 
get something like I'm out. I'm not clued into the joke, right? Like right. everyone loves tube screamers and everyone always talks about tube screamer, TS this and 808 this and the chip and all that kind of stuff. And I've always been like, I just, what am I missing out on? I don't, I don't get it. And to be fair, back to the Dumble thing, uh, supposedly where Howard Dumble got the inspiration for the overdrive special was hearing Robin Ford play a tube screamer through a super reverb, through a blackface super at a gig. Right. And you're right. If you've played, like I have that Dumble clone in right now, the Amp Nation, and it the gain channel sounds like he essentially just hardwired a tube screamer circuit into the the amp. Yeah. Almost. Have you? Have you? Do you remember those Abinez tube screamer amps? Oh yeah. I've never played one, but I've heard of them. I had a friend that had one. Well, I say friend. I knew a guy that had one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, could you mod this? Like you mod a pedal?" And I was like. I don't, I don't know because supposedly it was a tube screamer in an amp. Right. right and right. so he gave it to me and it, I did. Well, and so it actually just had like a tube screamer circuit. I had to like basically write out the schematic, but those are, those are kind of, they're not very good. No, yeah, I, I can't say don't, anything. Don't say that. I can't say yeah, that. don't say that. They're, they're, you're going to get, you're going to sucker some poor fool into going on reverb and spending his well, money on a they're cheap so no, that that's, that's just a you know a fun experience yeah and there are bad green too like mm. there's different shades of green i would say that that's a that's not a bad looking green that's it's uh it's pretty seasick it is know. seasick but it's it's become lovable because of the pedal it's associated with but the amp is like a dark sherwood sort of green mm. it's not it doesn't look good no they're not very attractive. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna change clipping diodes. Oh, question on the clipping diodes. Sure. Uh, when you say LED clipping diodes, do you actually mean actual little LEDs that light up inside the pedal? Well, not all LEDs will light up inside the pedal, but but yes, like you could take the LED, the indicator light, and um, put it in the diode position of anything, and, and it'll, it'll clip. clip. Yeah, and it depends on how much what how much voltage is hitting it. To whether or not they'll light up they will kind of light up in this you put it in something like a ds1 that's got a ton of gain and they like flash wow so it, it but yeah actual leds um because there's certain things like if you did germanium mm-hmm. you could do a germanium mod but germanium have a really low forward voltage so you would have to do something to recover that output and it's like moot so mm. like sometimes people do that and it's kind of like working in reverse. I'll probably change the chip. The chip doesn't really matter, but it's, you might as well do it you right. know, because you could experiment if you wanted, if you were so inclined, if you actually like after we mod it and you're like, I kind of like this now, I'm going to like play with it. You could take the back off and put different chips in it. So with a chip, it, what is it doing in a tube screamer? It's just the, the, the operational amplifier, the op amp, the thing that everyone talks about, the 4558, the JRC, the RC, whatever, whichever version, it's just, uh, it's a amplifier stage that clips and then a gain recovery stage that makes up for the volume that the tone circuit is sucking out. Mm. And then it has an input buffer and then an output buffer and that's it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, there's like a flip-flop circuit for the switching that uses like, you know, transistors to route the signal on, on and off. But um, it's a really simple circuit. Yeah. That's why it's literally cloned by everybody. Everyone. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also too, if we're getting into like why I don't like tube screamers, I just, they're just everywhere, man. And maybe, maybe I'm just a, a, a stupid hipster, right? That's like, oh, 
I don't I don't like stuff that's popular. I gotta, you know. Um, let's see, where is that? Where are these pedals I brought? Oh, the no way down there. Yeah. Wait. Oh no, don't touch your leg. Anyway, I brought some <laughs> pedals that are like uh, the Spaceman. Oh, it's over there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. That's basically what you were telling me. What that was? It was it's cool. It's got a four pole um, filter in it, mm-hmm. like a synth does right which is cool most overdrives don't have that but essentially it's what like a uh, blues breaker which is a fancy filter in it mm-hmm. yeah it's like a blues breaker which like branches off to a filter section yeah that you know changes something I don't know. <laughs> well the filter's cool in it but yeah it's like it's that whole idea of you can you, you get sort of reductionist with this stuff where it's like oh yeah it's just a uh, this with this mixed in or it's just a tube screamer with this mod kind of thing it's like okay well here's your I guess to me, the tube screamer almost feels like standard issue in a way. Well, for good reason. But yeah, I mean, it is like, I mean, that was one of my first proper overdrive pedals was Mm. a tube screamer, you know? Um, Mine was a box of rock. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's a boutique (laughs) thing. It wasn't the hand-painted one, but still. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's like, that's streets ahead. (laughs) It was great. I didn't know what I had at the time and I ended up selling it, but. I don't like them, so I think you did okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So you're gonna change the clipping diodes. You can change the chip. You're gonna change, change the taper of the pot, mm-hmm. which I guess involves changing the pot. No, just changing some resistors around it. It'll change. A few, I'll change a few resistors and some some other caps, and um, try to clean up some of the noise. It's subtle, but you know why not? If it's a part, I have a desoldering gun uh, mm. that makes things easier. If you ever want to work on pedals and you have three hundred dollars to throw around. Uh, get a desoldering gun because it's, uh, it's as one better. does. Yeah, it's better than a solder sucker. Yeah, yeah. Um, just checking in on the old uh, the old chat here. Mm. Um, I think the amp is going through the aux box and then the is. headphones. Yeah. So you guys are gonna have to right. imagine uh, this tone in your head if you're watching it live. It's it's glorious, especially the dumble sound we just got. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it. I think now the next step is we're going to drop it off or I'm going to drop it off. And by drop it off, I mean, I'm going to leave it here. <laughs> leave it here, yeah. Because we're at your house. And uh, and then you you do your thing. You're going to film it, right? So I can mm-hmm. have something to cut together in the video. Yeah. Or else that'd be a lame-ass video if it was just us talking. And then, oh, here's the new Tube Screamer <laughs> with everything done. Uh, and then we'll play it and we'll do an A-B an A-B comparison. Did you already record an <laughs> I'm just re- realizing, no, I didn't. Oh, no. So what I might do, ooh, this is what I'll do for the video. I'll just buy a normal, how much was that? Like, uh, like I paid $79. Okay, I'll buy one of those, and we can, because that way we can actually A-B them. Right. In the and then video. you'll have another one to deal with. <laughs> and then I'll have another one. I'm going to just give it away. Um, or just sell it. Like, you know what? I bet Josh Scott doesn't have one of these. <laughs> I bet he doesn't. Probably doesn't. Maybe I'll give it to Josh. Oh my gosh! I bet he has every version with every chipset and every like color sticker on the back <laughs> and stuff. You know, like there's there's a level of completionist that very few humans reach. It's and- it's honestly it's commendable. Josh is uh, uh, Josh is a friend. Yeah, uh, and he. As as I've mentioned many times before, Josh and I rarely ever talk about guitars or gear or anything. We talk all the time, but it's strictly about bicycles um, and bicycle-related things like coconut water. Like this? Yeah, exactly, which you should be drinking two, two, oh. two cans of coconut water a day. Exactly. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, you do. It's not that much. It's not that expensive. 
How much how much LaCroix do you drink as you pick your LaCroix up? I don't know, like four or five a day. <laughs> okay, if you can afford that, you can afford your coconut water. Uh, but the the few occasions I have talked to Josh about gear, it's been him kind of talking through. He's, he's literally like making, and, and I'm glad he's doing it because somebody needs to. He's documenting the history of all this stuff. Every time I see something weird on the internet, like that's available for purchase, I'll send him a text and say, hey, do you have this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got that one with the box. I'm like, what? He's got the box. He's got the box. Uh, but he and I were talking one time. He was showing me his DOD 250 collection. Oh, I bet he has. Oh, it's what, everyone. He's got, no, he's got everyone. And he was he was taking me through on Marco Polo. He was like, it was, a, it was honestly like a 12-minute long Marco Polo where he... Uh, was taking me through. He's like, and this one, ha- you can tell these two are different because this one has the four screws on top versus this one has six screws. And if you flip this one over this, I was like, oh man, I'm the type of guy. It's like, I would like a DOD 250. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Well, if I was into that, <laughs> if I was, um, you know, I, I would like, I would like a Gibson Explorer. I would not want every Gibson Explorer in every color that they made from sure. every year, different generation. Right. Sure. 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 Uh, but I'm glad there are people out there like that because it's people like Josh that are keeping this stuff alive for future generations. If it was up to me, all this shit would be lost to time. <laughs> Bury it in the landfill. Yeah. It's like, I don't like tube screamers. Get rid of all of them. We don't need them. Isn't that funny that like, I mean, it's everything. It's like every, every hobby there's, somebody if you don't like that one thing everyone's like what yeah. <laughs> you know because like i think the dod 250 i hate it like, like like way worse than you hate that like i do not like the dod 250 i think it sounds bad i just got another we'll do a follow-up video i'll mod a dod 250 <laughs> so <laughs> you like I've, it i've tried it <laughs> and guess what it's not good. Yeah, but the difference is you know what you're doing, and I don't. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't that be fantastic? I know how to solder, and that's there, about it. There are some amazing videos of people who like just say, I'm going to take apart this CFL light bulb and see if I can make a pedal out of the parts inside it. And there's people that have done it. You know, if you did something like that for me, I would be like, man, I would mount it on the wall. I would shadow box it <laughs> with jacks so I could plug so it in. So you can plug it in on the wall? Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Ooh, I just came. That's your new. Uh, that's the new Mythos line, the Shadow Box series. <laughs> the shadow Box, yeah. Shadow Boxers, here. and it'll be the the logo will be like two boxers on <laughs> the thing, you know. And so the idea is, you hang it on your wall above an outlet, and you've got just a little dangly two prong cord that goes into the wall. Or you could, you now, know, I would put a battery door on the bottom. And no, you need all 120 volts, man. <laughs> just send it. Just. Line voltage, just, right? Into yeah, line voltage, and you need a you need a step down transformer in it. Um, and we probably need it to be some kind of uh, flame retardant, something. But yeah, nah. you should, it'll be little picture frames. You can have them in your house, and you just go, oh yeah, check this out. It's it's art that you can play. That's the tagline. It's art you, art can, play. you can play. Man, that that's a Chipson thing. Oh god, but that that is kind of a. That would be kind of a cool thing if you had like a really rare or important thing and you didn't want to like have it on a floor or on a shelf. You have it mounted in a box and like have it on. And then when you apply power, it comes on yep. and you could have like a little switch or something. Or I mean, I guess when you plug it in, it's just it's on. Um, but have little, you know, quarter inch jacks on the side of the box. Yep. Just play it. 
Yeah. Why not? And it's totally practical because, uh, you know, plugging in quarter inch cables up to your wall. Look at all this wasted space. It's true. Like, mo- everyone's house is like this. This could be a pedal board here. It could be. It could be. You never know. Art oh, you can man. play, everyone. Here it is. You heard it here first. I was going to take that just like they took That's our, already trademarked, our guitar trademarked. back uh, idea. That was... Oh, okay. yeah. That was um, Juanji in the chat. Took is that. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw like there was two. And then one of them relented and changed their profile into something else. There was already a guitar box backs out there. No, no, the the two started after we did oh. our thing, and so there was guitar backs and then like backs of guitars and then backs of guitars changed. Wow, so there's beef out there. No, I think the beef has been squashed with this. But there's still two. Well, no, no, the other person changed their profile to be something else. So not guitar backs. No. All right. But isn't that interesting? We've we've already we're already ca- carving out our. Our little dipped niche. That's because we're influencers. <laughs> we have we have pages on Amazon. God, I hate that word so much. Why? I don't know. It just makes me cringe. <laughs> My mom says it sometimes. Like, you're an influencer. Mom, stop, please. She I, means it in a nice way. She She's like, I'm so proud of you, but it's not. I told, I was at a family reunion because every time I go anywhere where I see family, this was, this was about a year ago. So before all, you know, the COVID stuff and, um, they were like, so what are you, you building drums? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I, I make guitar effects. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, you know, is it all custom made? I was like, no, it's like a line. It's like a product. And I said, you know, some people are using them. And I said, you know, David Ryan Harris has some and. Richard Fortas and, and they were like, well, who do they? And I was like, well, that you know, one plays in John Mayer's band, one plays in Guns N' Roses. And they're like, you know, Guns N' Roses. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you are misconstruing everything I'm saying. Uh, but it's so it's so funny how excited people get. I had a similar experience a few years ago at a funeral of a, a distant relative, which are like family reunions, you know. Yeah, you get together, uh, family, and we were in South Carolina, and. Uh, my whole family's from South Carolina, represent Columbia, Irmo. Anyways, um, and some distant cousin, you know, same kind of thing. Like this, I haven't seen this person since I was like four years old, you know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who they are. And kind of catching up, and my dad's there, and he's like, yeah, he's playing. And I think this was about the time we were – I was going on tour somewhere. We were doing something, and my dad was, was talking about it. And uh, he was like, oh, you're in a band. It's like, yeah. I was like, cool. So y'all play um, – Y'all play Skinnerd? <laughs> I was like, no, it's 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 like an artist, you know, like an original artist, and we we play. He's like, oh, so no, so no Skinnerd. It's like, no, no, uh, we do play some Bob Seger though. Oh man, hell yeah, <laughs> Bob Seger! I saw Bob Seger <laughs> like that Silver Bullet Band. Come holy. on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> It was like trying to explain him. Yeah, it's like you know, it's Americana rock stuff. He's really good. He played on. There's nothing. And you say, "Well, we do a Bob Seger cover." Oh, hell, Hollywood Nights! <laughs> Shit, man, I love that song. Night, summer of nineteen eighty-six. I was driving my Trans Am with the t-top down. Man, I had the biggest hair. You should have seen it. <laughs> Golly, my dad had a perm because he. Had my like, dad had a perm. Yeah, because they had fast cars. <laughs> yeah, my dad had an afro in high school does he have your hair yeah okay. uh yeah but my hair is a little thicker than my dad's because my mom has super thick hair too mm-hmm. and uh but my dad couldn't gr- I, I can grow an afro by the way right. if this goes out it's it's full fro <laughs> but my dad couldn't but he wanted an afro um and he looks 
I look a lot like my dad, except for here, and the eyes look like my mom. So just imagine me with just a giant afro in high school. It was... Uh, I'm going to Photoshop that now. I have a picture somewhere. He, I'm not going to okay. share it publicly because my, my dad would be so upset probably. But um, it was... Yeah, he had a perm in high school and the whole deal. My dad... This was later. This is probably like after college. He has like thin, wispy hair. Mm. And so he didn't want it to get messed up. In his sports cars, he would have like, you know, like a 911 or something ridiculous. And so he, uh, he got a perm. I'm like, Dad, you're so weird. <laughs> and he would also like outrun the law. Ooh. But like, we were in Sparta, Tennessee. Like, he knew the yeah, law. Yeah, he knew the law. They all knew who he was because he had like a copper 911 Porsche. <laughs> and they're like, well, there goes Steve, like, you know, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> nice. Down the, down 111. Yep. Yep. I, uh, my dad had a Cutlass Supreme, white with a blue velour interior. That, that's a Ernie Ball guitar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he had a Cutlass. <laughs> Cutlass Supreme. Uh, no, yeah, it was, had T-tops. And um, they, my mom and dad were married early. I think, I don't know, even know if I'd been born yet. And uh, it iced over in Charleston where they were living at the time. And my mom was driving home from work from the hospital and spun out and put it in the ditch I don't know if they've ever fully made up for that one, but <laughs> they never found it. <laughs> they never found it. Still in that ditch somewhere in Goose Creek, South Carolina. Yeah. Well, this has been derailed, but that's fine. It's fine. You know, this is what happens when we get together. It's like yeah. we 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 barely have a plan when we're not together, mm-hmm. and then like we didn't. This was like we didn't even. We were going to do this tomorrow. Yeah. So we were going to do it tomorrow, but we're doing something fun tomorrow, anyways. Yeah. We're hanging out with Joe Bonamassa. No, No, we're not doing that. I would love to, but we're not doing that. Uh, We're going to Carter Vintage tomorrow to film uh, some more stuff for my channel. With Darius Rucker. (laughs) Darius Rucker. Uh, No, Darius Rucker apparently is coming in right after us. I I was told very nicely that we have a hard out at Carter at noon. And I was like, oh, cool. Who's coming in to film after us? Like, oh, Darius Rucker's coming in to film something for the Texas Lottery. It's like, all right weird weird uh speaking of south carolina darius rucker a columbia south carolina native like my whole family it all comes back to together all oh, back around hootie um columbia columbia south carolina can't claim much uh but they can claim hootie and the blowfish there you go there sparta has uh lester flat okay it's pretty good yeah and the band the features mm-hmm. which have you heard of them nope oh well they're great cool and uh me great hey hey there it is one for the uh the the sign in the town man trying to think my um now i'm blanking and it's uh the everly brothers my grandfather Mm. my dad's dad went to high school he was from franklin uh north carolina not tennessee but he was from franklin north carolina and he went to high school with the everly brothers and he had passed away a few years ago, but he had, apparently my dad has it now. Um, a, I believe it's a signed letter from Don and Phil Everly to my great grandmother asking her to let my grandfather, Eddie go to Nashville with them to manage them. And she said, no <laughs> And boy <laughs> was that, uh, there you go. Yeah. The only thing I have like that is my grandpa could have been a part of the team that founded Cracker Barrel. Oh. And he said, nah, no one's going to pay for him cooking. 
No. So, you know, I could have had a whole different life. <laughs> you could be so- sitting on some ranch somewhere and where is Cracker Barrel even from? I don't know. I, mean, I guess Tennessee because that's where he's from. So I think it's some of his college buddies. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, of course, my dad was like, IBM stock. What? Uh, you know. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's the uh, that's the Tube Screamer saga. There it is. Here, I'll, I, just, I'll grab it. For you. I, uh, okay. I hate that you have to buy another one. I don't hate it. It's like... I feel like I owe it to the, the gear gods. To have, I've never bought a Tube Screamer. The only Tube Screamer I have, you bought me. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, I just... Oh, I want it back after you... Got okay, <laughs> then... Uh, yeah, okay, then I'll buy another one. And then you'll have to mod both of them, though. Sure. Whatever you do to this, you'll have to do to mine. I will say, last thing, my favorite mod is to actually... And this is like... Uh, you would probably love it because you actually take out the tone circuit and replace it with a different tone circuit and it makes it like almost clon like well why don't we just do that well, i guess i could yeah, yeah why not just do that okay yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> you know what you would love is this one mod that I'm not going to do, but you would love it. Sounds great. No, I should do that. I don't know. I was thinking stuff that other people could do easily because this is like way more involved, but it's like, it's not that big a deal. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll do that. I might have to order a, a potentiometer, but that's not a big deal. So <laughs> sure. Okay, great. <laughs> We've got a plan, ladies and gentlemen. So it's, my question is when this thing's all said and done, is it even going to resemble a tube screamer in any way, shape or form? Sonically? Uh, with the tone knob down, it will, it will sound a little darker and kind of closed off. Um, but all in all, it should be miles apart. Miles apart. Yeah. That's our band name. That's, that's gotta be taken. So miles apart in the comment section below, leave a name, band name for Rhett's backstage live band. Uh, On his live stream the other night, last night on Instagram, we were, we were kicking around some, um, some good ones. I still like Blockade Runner. Blockade Runner is cool. That's not bad. Um, I've got a list that I've been ru- running with for a while. I've talked about it publicly briefly, but I'll talk about it here. Um, I've never actually shown you my list. Let me pull it up real fast and we can end on this. Um, I've been collecting these band names over the last four years or so. And by collecting, I mean somebody says something. Oh, oh put it in your list. We used to say Athens band. Uh-huh. Athens, Georgia is full of weird bands that have terrible names so start off as a athens band second vasectomy <laughs> uh Flor- snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> florida man uh dick fist but the s is capitalized <laughs> um let's fist. see uh cooter bone <laughs> guac faucet <laughs> umami bomb <laughs> i like that one yeah it's good right some of these are actually good uh bob's wife betty I don't like that one. I like that one. That's a great Athens band. Bob's wife, Betty. Uh, Your solo doesn't matter. Mm. Canadian slang. That was actually Josh Scott came up with that one. I like that one. So I got to give him credit. Canadian slang's great. Yeah. (laughs) The perverts. (laughs) I'm not. I can't say this publicly, but I'll just show you. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to bleep that out probably. But anyways, that's. uh, Oh, and finally, white trash alter ego. I like that one. Yeah, but Blockade Runner, I think, is uh, is a good because we were just coming up with Star Wars. Yeah, things that would be good band names. Lando's hand, mm-hmm. like his playing hand, his card hand, not his like hand hand. The Funky Falcon. Funky Falcon was good. 
No, I'm just making them. I'm, oh. I'm just coming up with new ones. Cantina Band? Cantina Band. They had a the band name, but I can't remember what it was. This all anyway. started because I was uh, I was on a gig one time in Baltimore, Maryland, and the Baltimore. venue... Baltimore. And the venue we were playing, I was looking at the bill, and there was a band coming up called Moss Isley, and I was I was taken with that name. <laughs> I want to stay. I want to stay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thanks everyone for watching or listening. Uh, this is a fun episode. Yeah. Hopefully we get to do this again soon. Maybe. Maybe not because COVID's a thing. But, I don't know. you know, this is, uh, it's way easier to communicate when there's not like a three second lag between <laughs> right. we're it, talking. And hopefully will be a lot easier to edit too. Usually <laughs> my computer will like freak out. I'm like, why am I out of sync now? Like five minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave us a like. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. It helps new people find the show. And soon there will be merch. Yeah. Every week I keep saying that. Just like that the just damn like that theme song. Damn theme song. But uh, yeah, it, it, I might I might just have to hire someone to, to do it. Okay. But the I have merch. a lot of ideas. I have so many okay. ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. Got it's it. coming, baby. All right. See you guys.